You're listening to the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast, the best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now here's your innermost Holy Ghost, Nick Hart. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. I am Nick Hart. Thank you for tuning in to us here. Before we get started here on what's going to be another great episode of the podcast, I first have to give a, another apology for the, the interruption during the last episode. I really uh, don't know what's going on with these interruptions, but we have fortified the studio to try and ensure that there will be no more interruptions during this episode. And I don't know why anyone would want to interrupt today's episode because we have a new guest, as always, here on the podcast. This is a new player that joined the team midway through the season in a trade. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your introduction to Ryan Scarfo. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast, buddy. Of course. Happy to be here. Happy <laughs> to know that you're happy to be here. How, how's everything been going today? Uh, good. Good so far. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll find a way to kind of get on a roll here and make the push going towards the playoffs. That's the thing. That's, I guess, what, what this time of year is all about now. We have, you know... Uh, a few more than and 20, I think 23 games left in the regular season at this mm -hmm. point. It's crunch time like it's been the past few seasons. The Atlantic Division is just a, a crushed Coke can of, of standings. Mm -hmm. After any given weekend, the whole deck could be reshuffled. We've seen that the past few years, but the Penguins have always been on the uh, inside part of the playoff bubble. This time, they're trying to fight their way back in, so mm -hmm. this is crunch time. A lot of hard work. You guys were Hard at work at practice today with Ty Hennis going through the skills drills and stuff like that. I'm sure Clark and company will have more tough stuff for you. But um, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast is, one, of course, to show you off to the fans, given that you're, <laughs> you're a new guy on the team and all that stuff. But um, your line in particular has been playing pretty well lately. Yourself, Jared Burton, and Ryan Haggard. It seemed like mm -hmm. ever since you three got put together, it was almost an instant chemistry kind of thing, generating scoring chances, goals, things like that. You've picked yourself a couple apples over the past few games mm -hmm. would, would you agree with me it was kind of like an instant meshing between you three yeah I think so um we kind of complement each other quite well and I, I think that's been a huge part of our success um you know especially with Burt's playing up the middle he's he's such a smart player and uh he's always in the right spots he's always talking and that uh just helps me and Hags and um you know Hags is a shooter he's he's got a great shot so uh when he gets open you get you get him the puck um, yeah, it's been good, and it's been nice for me personally just because I've been able to build a little bit of confidence and kind of find my game with those guys. Um, and any time you, you can be consistent with a couple line mates uh, and build some chemistry, it, it just helps for everybody's uh, personal sake. So, yeah, it's been really good, and um, hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, you mentioned uh, building confidence, and that's something that we've heard a lot from Adam Johnson. Uh, throughout his year and a half or year and a half plus of professional hockey here with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, how much confidence actually plays a role in someone's performance, trying to get out of their own head and just going out and playing. You're coming off of a excellent season, career best season at Union College. You joined the Ottawa Senators organization late last year on an ATO. You go through the start of this season kind of between Belleville and their ECHL affiliate in Brampton, mm -hmm. and you come to Wilkes-Barre Scranton. How hard is that to sort of maintain a level of confidence or get back to the confidence level you were at at your senior year at Union? Yeah, it was, not going to lie, it was pretty tough. Um, 
but I, you know, looking back, I, I do think it was a really good learning experience for me. Um, you know, I think that's true in all cases of life. When you go through tough times, at some point you kind of have a chance once you're out of it to look back and say, okay, what did I learn from it? And, uh, and I think Ottawa's, you know, no hard feelings with Ottawa is just yeah. not really the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and wasn't getting a ton of opportunity or w- where I wanted to be. But like I said, um, it was a good learning experience. It was kind of good to go through getting sent down and getting called up and getting sent down again. Um, you kind of learn how to handle things um, that you had never really gone through before. Um, and I think, you know, confidence-wise, it was it was just tough to really feel good about anything. Um, I wasn't playing a whole lot, so just hard. And then when you're in there, you, you obviously want to do things to prove yourself, but if you don't get a ton of opportunity, then there's only so much you can do. Um, and then it, and it almost feels like an uphill battle at times. So, you know, I finally got the call to come to Pittsburgh. It was just almost a fresh start for me. And, right, exactly. And that was really, I kind of felt the turning point in my year uh, coming here, especially to first-class organization that, you know, has won two cups over the last few years here. And there's just a lot of good people in this organization and people that were willing to give me a chance, you know, and I felt good about that. And and it was a fresh start for me um, just to kind of find my game. And though I was battling in and out at the start, I think I was valued here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the the staff made me feel that way. So that was that was big for me. And then little by little, I started to kind of get into more games. And as you just mentioned, our line's been you know, playing really well as of late. So that was kind of finally the, the point where I could kind of be a little bit more consistent with my game and, and uh, you know, know that I belong to be here. And gain that confidence to, to be a regular in the lineup and contribute along with Jared Burton and Ryan Haggerty on that line. Mm-hmm. Going back a little bit to the stuff you were talking about, sometimes it just being an, an uphill battle when you're being sent down or set up or not getting the opportunities you want. Whenever you go out on the ice, can players sometimes be guilty of overcompensating in that situation because I'm not saying you were overcompensating but you're a player that plays a fast hard-nosed style Mm -hmm. and that's just when you are feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. do you sometimes find yourself getting guilty of trying to do too much when you already play an aggressive hard-nosed style yeah I think so I mean I think the hard part is uh is you you want to do something where you get noticed right Mm -hmm. you know there were times early in the year where I only had say six shifts a game so kind of going into it you're like well if I only get a few shifts and I got to do something to get noticed I got to do something to to stick in the lineup but um you know with that being said there's there's really only so much you can do and I think the part you have to focus on is just controlling what you can um and you know I talked to coach uh Donatelli and Mm -hmm. coach Scaldi about uh just kind of playing my game and my style and then letting the rest kind of take care of itself I think you can only control so much uh, so if you just do the things that you're good at and the, do the things that got you here, eventually those things will, you know, will pay off. And uh, I think I'm kind of seeing that now. And um, now it's just kind of at the point of, you know, being consistent every day and, and trying to, you know, win my job every day. So so you've got that confidence. You're comfortable on the ice, comfortable off the ice. The transition to a new locker room, new teammates and things like that has gone well for you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, honestly, it was it was 
pretty much an easy transition for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, one one guy being Jeff Taylor, who I played with at Union for yes. three years. Uh, and anytime you have a familiar face, even if it's just one, um, it helps a ton just because, you know, you have that person that you already know and you can go to if you have questions or anything like that. And, you know, they can kind of be that, not the word, um, mediator like, sort yeah, of okay. between you and, and the other new guys, uh, if that makes sense. So that was a huge help. And um, the other thing was there's a handful of ECAC guys actually playing here in yes. Wilkes-Barre. So, uh, you know, playing against those guys for three, four years in college, uh, even though I've never met them before, it was, you know, Angelo and Lafferty and um, a few other ECAC guys. So it's just easy to kind of have that similar uh, background and, um, similar interests coming up through college. So yeah, both Jared Burton and Ben Sexton, ECAC at Clarkson. Would they have mm -hmm. been in school whenever uh, you were playing? I, no, they were. They predated you. Graduated the year before I came in, I believe. Oh, okay. I believe they graduated in 2014. Uh, so I went in that fall after they graduated. Still, so, ECAC guys, a heavy ECAC presence yeah. in the Penguins locker room. Yeah, and obviously, um, you know, Benny and um, Irks came over in the trade with me as well. Mm -hmm. So I had known those guys. Uh, from playing in Belleville last last spring and then a little bit this fall uh, during training camp and stuff too. So there were some familiar faces, but, you know, honestly been really happy with all the guys here. I think it's a really good group. Um, and I think we do have a lot of good guys in that room. So, But how happy could you really be with McCoy Urkamps? Because we had, <laughs> we had him on the podcast earlier, and he, he put himself right in the soup because he was telling us that you guys are rooming together, yeah. and he is guilty of eating all of the ice cream in the freezer, even I, if it is your ice cream. I can confirm that. You can, can confirm I, that. I can confirm that, yes. Does this result in some battles in um, the household? I honestly don't get too <laughs> too mad about it. I just think it's funny. Uh, really? Sometimes I don't even remember that I had ice cream in there. <laughs> so then uh, when he tells me he accidentally ate my ice cream or not really. Yeah, it's not, not an, really accident. an accident. How do you accidentally eat ice cream? But he just says, you know what, man, if it's in there, like I have to eat it. <laughs> and I said, all right, well, just buy me a new one. But sometimes I don't even know that he ate it. So if he didn't tell me, I would probably wouldn't even notice. He would have gotten away. Yeah. He, but, you would have never known. But he's an honest guy. So, exactly. Uh, no, we have a good relationship. Uh, it's actually kind of funny because we've been pretty much together from the start. We were roommates at training camp in Ottawa mm -hmm. for the rookie tournament all through training camp. So we had a few weeks together there. And then um, I lived with him a little bit in Brampton when I was sent down at one point. And then, um, you know, obviously we came over in the trade here and we roomed together on the road and we lived together at home. So we spent quite a bit of time together. Yes. So, um, you know, when I can, I try to get him away from him for a couple minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just get yourself some space. No, just kidding. He's a he's a really good guy. He's a nice guy to have around and, you know, he's a great roommate. So I'm glad to hear the living situation <laughs> is going well. It continues yeah. to move on yeah. despite the fact that he keeps digging into your supply yeah, of I'll, ice cream. I'll let the ice cream slide, but. You'll let it this it. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for you'll now. let it slide. Yeah. yeah. For now. Has he paid you back yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's good about that. He'll usually grab a, a pint or two when he when he goes to the store, so honest guy, owns up to his mistakes yeah. and then makes up for it. Yeah. He just can't keep his hands away from the ice cream. As as far as I know, he's an honest guy. There could have been a couple ice creams that haven't been repaid yet. He just never told me about. It. I'm yeah. not sure. But uh, but no. why would you sell yourself out on like half the ice creams and not tell the other half? Like, I feel like it's one or the other. <laughs> no, you're either trying to get away with it or you're trying to be an honest no, guy. He's an honest guy. Yeah. yeah. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah. There we go. Sure. He also told us that you are a huge, 
huge Boston sports guy. And that's yeah. not surprising, growing yeah. up in North Chelmsford, Mass., yeah. right in the heart of New England. We had the podcast, I believe, pre-Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So now post-Super Bowl, I can congratulate you and your New England Patriots on another much. victory. Did you yeah. watch the game? I did watch the game, and uh, I always say, in Tom we trust. So In Tom we trust. In Tom we trust. Uh, I mean, the guy is yeah. – I know I'm biased, but – but he really is incredible. I mean, six Super Bowls, and I think he's played, what, 19 seasons now or something like that? Really that long? Yeah. He's I know been, he's been around a while, he's but been 19 seasons. 17 or 19, I can't remember which one. but It doesn't matter how long or how short it's been. Six Super Bowls, end six of Super conversation. Bowls, yeah, and, uh, you know, to think some teams don't even win one or two. Can't even get there. He has more than some franchises, and mm -hmm. it just seems he, – he always seems to be cool under pressure, and I kind of – I, like I said, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> I just I really uh, kind of emulate what he does under pressure. I think you know I have a lot of respect for the type of athlete that he is. Just I think I think any athlete can look at him and just say, you know, the way he prepares, you know, the way uh, he takes care of himself off the off the field, yeah. off the ice. But um, yeah, he puts himself in a position to succeed in yeah. high pressure situations. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I know he's been in somewhere he's lost Super Bowl or whatever, but who it, still like there <laughs> there are teams players that can't even get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The scouting report that McCoy gave us on your Tom Brady fandom yeah. apparently came back exactly as he as he predicted. Yeah, yeah. I just mentioned probably, the Patriots, and you're the one who right away said, "In Tom, we trust." In Tom, we trust. <laughs> I mean, I just he's my guy, so he's my guy. He's your boy. Yeah. Now, did you have any trouble staying awake during the game? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I remember. See, this is so. This Although is my it was question. kind of a boring game. This it was year. an extremely, yeah. extremely boring game. There were people predicting this game was going to end up being like 38-31. Like maybe someone would even creep into the 40s, mm -hmm. and we had none of that. This was punt city. Yeah. But you had a vested interest in the game. Yeah. Me and my friends, when we were watching at home, we were struggling. Like my well, couple of my roommates, they just straight up went to bed. They were like, "I give up." You know, I can imagine that to be true for a lot of people, actually. I mean, if it's your team's not really in it, you, you watch it to watch it because it's the Super pretty Bowl. much everybody watches yeah. the Super Bowl, right? But given the Rams punted on the first eight possessions, or maybe nine, I think, mm -hmm. which is almost just unheard of, yeah. um, and the Pats really weren't scoring, quite frankly, either. So, no. yeah, it was actually kind of a, a boring game <laughs> until, I mean, the end, they made that one play and they did got the touchdown off of it, but... I was hoping for a little more action. Yeah, what I honest. what I would tell people in the future is that like if they want to go back and like watch Super Bowls of the past or things like that, watching these huge games, just skip straight to the fourth quarter. Yeah, just skip straight. You know, NFL Network should never even re-air the full game. Just skip straight to the yeah, fourth they, quarter. Yeah, they don't have much to show unless uh, they want to work on special teams or something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's basically all it was. It was a crime. A crime that when they opened up the MVP voting, because they like open it up to the fans, you can vote online. Mm -hmm. The punters were not an option. I honestly, I, I think somebody joked about that. Like that, that shouldn't be gotta, a joke. The punters have, had more action than so have many a more offensive players. The MVP here. It'd be tremendous. Yeah, kickers. You can have a kicker win the MVP. Mm -hmm. They had a game plan in the system. Like okay, maybe a kicker hits two 50-yard field goals. Right. You can vote him for MVP. There's no system for punters. Yeah. Punters are people too. Yeah, they are. That's they are. true. They didn't get much respect that game. New England Patriots, Super Bowl champions. Mm -hmm. Again, 
I don't feel great about it, but I know <laughs> you and most of New England are hyped about it as well. So what are you going to yes. do when the team stinks? Um, Eventually, it's going to boomerang back around. It happens know, to every franchise. You know, we'll get there. Uh, we'll figure that out when we get there, I guess. <laughs> Cross that bridge when you get yeah, to Yeah, I haven't quite thought about that yet. I don't even know how long uh, Brady will play. Mm -hmm. I, I, it seems like he's going to play a couple more years, but, um, you know, he can only go for so long, so. Father we'll time see, remains undefeated. We'll see when he decides to uh, to hang him up, but yeah, I don't know. See what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's that's enough New England Patriots talk here. Fair enough. I, I'm <laughs> I'm almost sorry I brought it up now. McCoy Camps <laughs> did warn me that you were a huge Boston sports fan, but yeah, yeah, we got we got a little bit out of that, especially yeah. now that it's a little bit post Super Bowl conversation instead of pre. Super Bowl yeah. conversation like we had with McCoy, but yeah. here we are with Ryan Scarfo on this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I did a little bit of digging prior to this episode. Usually I, I know a fair bit about the guys that I can steer the conversation one way or another, but given that you did come to the team in the middle of the season, mm -hmm. I had to do a little bit of research. Okay. And going <laughs> on your profile, your bio page on the old Union College athletic site, mm -hmm. there's a little section where they have like your stats Yep. career bests, you know, streaks, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then you get to other. Mm -hmm. They try to put in little fun facts about the guys. Yeah. And on the Union College website, it says that you play the drums. I used to play the drums. You used to play the drums. I honestly think uh, when I filled out that questionnaire, I didn't know what to put for that answer. Uh -huh. So I was just, I'm like, all right, I'll just put, I'll play the drums. Because I, I used to play the drums growing up. Uh, in middle school, I played, uh, I was in the percussion. Okay. Actually, so... I was pretty cool. I played the xylophone. I was pretty cool. I was pretty cool <laughs> in the in the middle school band. Uh, no triangle. I was rocking it. I I don't know if I did the triangle. I did like that's the real MVP. There, that's there the punter like, of the there orchestra. Was, there was no like, respect for the triangle. They had the the uh, the uh, the band, and then there was also like a jazz band, which was kind of a, it was a separate uh -huh, yeah thing. So in the band, I would do the xylophone and the snare drum. So just kind of playing one drum for the band. And then in the jazz band, I think I played the drum set on a song or two. And that was really what I enjoyed most, actually, was the drum set. Uh -huh. um, I didn't love as much playing the single drum and then the xylophone. No, it's not nearly as much fun. No. So the drum set was pretty cool. And then I, I took lessons for a year. Uh, just kind of I would, you know, play a song on the radio in the like in the lessons. Yeah. And then I would just play right along to it with... Uh, my instructor. It was pretty cool. We had some fun. Uh, and then when I shipped off to prep school in, I think it was 2009, uh, I ended up stopped taking lessons because I wasn't living at home anymore. I was living at school because uh, I boarded there for four years. So I guess that wasn't the best fun fact because <laughs> it was four years old. Uh -huh. But uh, I did have a little history growing up playing the drums. So I do uh, I do enjoy music. Did I you get pretty good? I, I thought I was decent, yeah. I I mean, like I said, I you know, I only did it for a year. I kinda wish I could have kept going, but uh maybe at some point I'd like to start learning a little guitar in the future here. If I have some free time I'd like to A little guitar. Yeah, I wouldn't mind maybe doing the acoustic guitar. That'd be kinda nice. See we've learn we've how to serenade the ladies with that. You know, it's a good never hurts. Underrated skill, I think. Um, is it underrated? I feel like it's properly rated. Is it? I feel I like know. a lot of people have that in their back pocket. They might, yeah. Because I don't, but you gotta you gotta work on it because yeah. we've had a handful of guys here on the podcast that have come on and been guitar players. Uh, Zach Aston Reese, namely, mm -hmm. incredibly like multi talented musician, plays bass, plays guitar. Mm -hmm. I think he might even dabbled a little bit in the drums. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just misremembering that. Frankie Corrado, 
now with the Toronto Marlies. Awesome guitar player. Really? Really, really good guitar player. Mm -hmm. Like bluesy licks, things like that. Like he's he knows how to play. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought you were going to be the first drummer and we could start like assembling <laughs> the Wilkesbury Band. Assembling a little, little bit of a band, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I can't remember the last time I sat down on the drum set, but I'm sure if I had one in front of me, I'd be able to pick it up pretty easy. Figure it out. Yeah, I usually. You can keep a beat. Usually remember most of it. So, but it has been a while, yeah. So, what was your favorite song to play on the drums? Uh, favorite song to play? I mean, I was. <laughs> this is funny because I was talking to the guys about this the other day for really? some reason. I was talking to Millie because he's uh, Millie's yeah. playing guitar right now, and so we were kind of talking. I was like, "Oh, I used to play the drums, whatever." I used to play songs by Daughtry. Do you remember Daughtry? I remember Daughtry. Yeah, I used to play songs uh, by him, and I. I think maybe some Nickelback, too. Some Nickelback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that, I don't know, rock, you could call it. You could call uh, it Alternative, that. I don't know, a little bit with Daughtry. But, um, yeah, I think those are the two bands I used to play a couple of their songs, and I, I can't remember which one was my favorite. But you those, would, those were you probably the two. You would slam on the cans to I would, Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little Nickelback, yeah. We really got rocking in there, so it was fun. We used to have a good time with it, actually. See, my instructor was a great guy. He was uh, he was super talented. I mean, I mm -hmm. honestly sometimes just let him go on the set because I wanted to see what he could do. Yeah, just like step back and observe. I mean, he, what he he could do is just incredible with some of the stuff he could do with the symbols and the yeah. some of the beats he could make. And I'm sitting there, I you know I'm kind of a beginner, so I'm just baffled by, yeah. by the stuff he could do. In but it's pretty cool. That's that's really cool. See, Nickelback though, they're a pretty polarizing artist. Mm -hmm. Nickelback. They're, they're the band that everybody decides to pick on. I'm not sure when this started, when this started being <laughs> the thing, but everyone decided, without actually discussing it, that Nickelback is the band that we're just going to agree to decide that they're the joke band. They're the joke band. Yeah. But a lot of Canadians, because Nickelback is from Canada, mm -hmm. are Nickelback apologists. Mm -hmm. You're from Mass, but you grew up a uh, Nickelback fan too? Yeah, I'd say so. I. I I don't know. I just kind of maybe got one of their CDs when I was younger, uh -huh. like as a kid, and so I just sort of liked their music. What tunes were on it? Do you remember? Um, is there a song called like "Today Was Your Last Day" or something? I got there. If today was your last day. That, yeah, Dark the, Horse. That was the that Dark record. Horse. Yeah, I had that album on my uh, iTunes or something. Yeah, or I maybe even had. Is that had "Burn It to the Ground" on it too? Yeah, yeah, all those songs, and I. Uh, I might even have the real CD because I used to, like, when I was real young, we had those, you know, the players where you pop the CD in and then you yeah, attach the headphones. Absolutely. I know those um, all too well. That's how I would get revved up for my, like, might hockey games. A lot of long car rides. I'd yeah. just be jamming us some Nickelback or, I don't know, some other CD that I had. You were burning to the ground. Yeah, probably singing, annoying my parents in the front <laughs> seat, I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of something I had growing up, so. I guess I was a fan. Drums are a very loud instrument. Mm -hmm. And I think every parent, whenever they have to raise the kids, they have to go through some sort of uh, musical instrument phase, mm -hmm. whether it's the recorder given out and the kid has to try and figure out how to play recorder or there's a band class. And mm -hmm. Let's face it, no one's really good right out of the gate. No. The parents have to like sit through it and deal with it. Maybe yeah. the kid quits because they're not great at it or mm -hmm. just not that into it. Or they get through it and they end up becoming good at it. Mm -hmm. The drums are a very loud instrument. They, there's no way to really play drums quietly. 
No, I actually never had a drum set at the house though. Oh, okay. So, so I never I never had my own drum set. I would just play the set in my lessons. Okay. And then uh I did have like my own snare drum. Okay. But I I didn't play it a ton at home. Yeah, cuz it's just one snare drum. Yeah. What are and you going to do? It wasn't Yeah, like I couldn't really make a beat or make it sound good. You can do like a drum you know? line so kind it of wasn't, thing. Yeah. I didn't love Stomp the yard. Really playing that? Yeah. yeah. And uh I I honestly usually was pretty busy like with hockey and stuff growing up so i if i was at my lessons that's what i would be doing but then if i wasn't at those i'd be playing hockey and then if i wasn't playing hockey or whatever sport i was doing my homework and then you know the same thing over again the next day like i was pretty busy so i wouldn't say i practiced all that much outside of right uh, right my lessons that was kind of the time to do it so, so do you think do you think that was by design? Do you think the parents kept the drum set out of the house? I mean, maybe they maybe low key. And you just key, remember it, yeah? Maybe low key. That's what they wanted, but no. I mean, I, th <laughs> I think, uh, I think that was just kind of how my schedule was growing up. I was a lot of hockey, running around. Yeah, hockey. I, I actually played baseball my whole life too. Uh -huh. So right around March or April, whenever hockey was over, I transitioned right into baseball and pretty much put the skates down for the whole summer unless I did a summer tournament here or there or something like that mm -hmm. but um pretty much focus on baseball which was fun because it was a nice change of pace you know hockey's obviously fast pace go 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 and and baseball's a little different in the a sense it's not as physically taxing on you and just kind of a slower paced game if, if you will yeah so it's always incredible to me just how athletic you guys are back in that locker room because obviously you're you're pretty good hockey players right we're mm -hmm. we're playing professional hockey right now you guys are probably okay but once again McCoy Urkamps he said he was telling us he played football and baseball growing up and mm -hmm. wanted to do lacrosse and just didn't have the time there's right. a lot of other guys back in that room that I know were really good baseball players Ryan Haggerty mm -hmm. was a really really good baseball player his dad mm -hmm. played professional baseball for a while mm -hmm. it's unfathomable to me that you guys are just that good at different sports yeah, I mean, I think... Must be nice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think we're pretty lucky uh, to do what we do. But, you know, having said that, I, I think growing up, the and I've, I've seen a lot of articles on it nowadays. I think sometimes parents, they try to focus on one sport for their kid. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how it's really just not good for their no, development. No, you've got to be able to, like, branch um, out. I've heard that, too. Yeah, and I think, you know, I was never really like forced to focus on one and i was lucky enough to be able to do more than one mm -hmm. um and good enough and to do more than one <laughs> good enough at both right and so it was nice for me because i enjoy doing other things i think you know that change of pace especially when you're young growing up you don't want to focus on one thing because at some point like now it is your job and so that's all you do and that's all you focus on and um as i mentioned a few minutes ago is when hockey was done it was I kind of just put it aside, and then I focused on baseball. And um, it was a nice chance for me to just get away from the rink and, you know, play baseball and get out in the sun and um, have some fun fun with my friends uh, right. on the field and things like that. So um, I was able to play all through high school, and then when I finally went out to the BCHL to play juniors, that's right. when I cut the ties with baseball. But um, I did really enjoy it growing up and. Um. Yeah. Well, so. what was that like moving out to the BCHL to play if you were growing up in Massachusetts? Because BCHL, for those of you who are not in the know, that is 
British Columbia mm-hmm. Hockey League, which is out on the western side of Canada. Mm-hmm. What was that move and transition like for you? It was pretty crazy, actually. I uh, I didn't know anything about British Columbia. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I think I Googled it when uh, I had decided or was looking into these teams out yeah. there that had you know kind of reached out and stuff. And I said, I don't know about this. It's pretty far away. Right. I, I, I was a little nervous because it was... You know, I lived at prep school, but it was 45 minutes from my house, so uh, that was pretty easy, and I could go home whenever I wanted, and, you know, I saw my parents all the time, whatever, uh, but this was a pretty big transition going all the way across the country and, you know, really being on my own for the first time, so, you know, once I ended up going out there and going through it, uh, probably one of the best experiences of my life, honestly. Really? Yep, and... Uh, I live with um, a billet family who I still talk to all the time. Uh, oh, that's nice. I lucked out. We had a house that was right on the ocean. Um, so I wake up every day and just looking out onto the water, was it's just unbelievable. And, and they were the nicest people too. They uh, took great care of me. My billet mom would cook dinner every night for us. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably be friends with them for the rest of my life and uh, have them out to my wedding. And, yeah, we, we have a really close tie there so uh for me that was huge because it was tough moving away but they made that transition pretty seamless for me and um we ended up having a great year out there so it was awesome because that's the thing about uh bc that you hear is that it, it's so scenic and so beautiful mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of uh, bad towns that you can find out there even though no. uh, it's a vast area as a lot of canada is and you got to there's a lot of travel involved to get from one place to another, mm-hmm. but it seems like every single place is just beautiful. You're either on a lake or in the in the woods or yeah. at the top of a mountain or on the ocean. And you were at uh, Powell River, right? Powell River, yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of a cool spot because it's it's uh, it's sort of isolated. It's it's on the mainland, mm-hmm. but it's uh, you can only get there by ferry. So okay, it's a really small town. Uh, maybe I want to say there's like. 15,000 people or 10,000 people. I don't know. It's pretty small. But anyhow, and you can drive about 20 minutes one way or 20 minutes the other way. And uh, to get off, you got to hop on a ferry. So for our travel, it's kind of cool because we'd ferry pretty much to every game. Really? Yeah. So Every game is a ferry trip. Yeah. So we would, uh, if we were going over, we were in the island division, which mm-hmm. is where we mostly traveled to. So if we were going over the island, it was, I think, like an hour and a half ferry ride or something. Uh, straight across, and then we'd just drive up and down depending on who we were playing on the island. And then if we were going down to the mainland, we'd it was two ferry rides to get there. So uh, even though it was kind of a little bit longer travel, it was kind of nice because you just drive right on, obviously, but then you can get up and walk around, and you're just riding the ferry, so it's not yeah. like you're stuck on a bus all the time. Right. So uh, travel-wise, it's pretty cool because – you're riding right through the mountains on the boat, and yeah, it's pretty sweet. I wonder how that is for the equipment guys, though. Is it easier or harder for them to like load all the gear onto the ferry and take it off, and then wherever you got to go after that? Well, we would just throw the gear right on. So we'd take our team bus right onto the ferry. Okay. So all the equipment. Oh, the bus would like physically go onto the ferry. Yeah, bus oh, going right on. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Yeah, so so that makes it probably pretty easy for them. Pretty easy. We'd just load the yeah. We would load the bus up right at the rink with everything on it, and then um, yep, just drive right onto the ferry and then travel with our stuff. So you can tell I've never done a ferry road trip in my career. They're uh, they're <laughs> pretty big. Yeah, I, I mean I have honestly I didn't really I don't think I had been on one before I went out there. So I 
wasn't quite sure how it worked either. It's pretty sweet. Like, they fit quite a few cars on there. Some are smaller than others. Um, some of them are huge, actually. Yeah. And uh, a couple different levels and got food and everything on there. You can go outside and ride outside if you want to ride on, like, the top deck. And Sounds like this is the way to do it. Yeah, it's it's not the worst travel in the world. So, uh, all in all, it's just a great experience, and I'd, I'd love to go back to visit, but it's... It's hard to get out there because the travel is, it takes almost a full day by the time it's all said and done. So when I do get a chance, I would love to go back and get to see my billets and some old friends uh, that I made in Powell River. So should be good. All righty. Well, it sounds like you had a really enjoyable time mm-hmm. out there in Powell I, River with, with the billets, the, the team and all that mm-hmm. stuff before turning, uh, going to the collegiate route to Union College. Mm-hmm. So everything was great out there. But I know <laughs> in life, sometimes things are not always great. Sometimes there are things that are just going to grind your gears and irk you the wrong way. <laughs> so after having this pleasant conversation about Powell River, BC, I want to turn things now to a regularly scheduled game that we have on the podcast. Ryan, mm-hmm. it's now time for us to play Cancelled. Cancel it. 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 I could simply Cancel snap it. my fingers. Cancel it. They would all cease to exist. Cancel it. Brian, what I have right here is a collection of various things in this world, human behavioral patterns, things that just straight up rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. okay? And you now have the power to cancel them. <laughs> this is your choice and no one else's. You are the great decider, and at your word, these things could be canceled. Gone forever. All right. You track? You tracking right. with me here? I think so. So I grab one. I just say cancel it. Yeah. So the, well, here's what we'll plan? do. So we'll we'll go through. We'll shuffle it up here. We okay. have the the helmet here with all the items that are up for cancellation. All right. We'll go through. We'll pull it out, and then you get to decide whether or not it's canceled. And if I don't want to cancel it, I just you say, can, we can keep it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just say keep so, it. Yeah. So sometimes right. you, sometimes you just might not feel strongly enough about a subject, and just say you know what I'm going to keep it. I don't know. I actually like this thing. Let's hang on to it. Kay. Okay. Perfect. We'll start with this one though, since I'm sure you are a uh, you are a baseball player, baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Ryan Scarfo, would you cancel the seventh inning stretch? Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. We're Why gonna, not? We're gonna keep that. Why are we keeping sure. the seventh inning stretch? Well, it's tradition for baseball. Uh, Just because it's tradition? Well, I mean, it's a great time to get up and if you need a stretch, you need it's a stretch. stretch. <laughs> uh, sometimes there's a nice song in Boston. Usually they play Sweet Caroline on the oh, that's seventh right. inning stretch. So coming from Boston, my roots, uh going to have to keep that one. I was going to say, if there's a market that's going to be <laughs> very emotionally attached to the seventh inning stretch, it's probably the New Boston. Yes. Okay, get after it. You, I saw you eyeing it up. Get, up right. get after it. Pull one out. All right. What do we yeah. have here? Hanging legs out of the passenger seat window. Okay. Uh Probably going to cancel that one. Yeah, you know what I'm That's talking about, too. There are people sometimes you see Pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, not only for the person with their legs hanging out the window, but also for other drivers on the yeah. road. So, as we said earlier, safety first. We're going to cancel that one. Yeah, stop doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Scarfo has canceled people hanging their legs out of the passenger seat window. Uh, snow. Uh, Just snow. Yeah, snow. We're going to have to keep snow. You're keeping snow. I okay. grew up in New England, and... Honestly, on Christmas Day, I love when there's snow outside. White Christmas, best thing ever. Uh, gonna have to keep snow. You're keeping snow. Now yeah. this is timely too because we just had a good amount of snow here in northeastern Pennsylvania. 
Sometimes it makes travel a little bit difficult, but mm-hmm. you're saying you're going to take the bad with the good because just yeah. the, the scenic, the, I, I the think, visage of snow. I think this. I think the snow or the good of snow outweighs the bad. Uh, sometimes can be a hassle for sure, but uh, just growing up with it, I kind of like the change of seasons and uh, a good snow snowfall is is always nice once in a while. All right, so, so we're keeping snow. Keep it snow. Short sleeve button up shirts. Short sleeve button up shirts. Uh, I don't see a reason to cancel these. I mean, I actually wear some once you in do. a while. You do. You're a fan of the short sleeve button up shirts. Yeah, for the summertime, if I want to wear a nice casual button down, but don't want to have the long sleeves because I'm always hot and I'm always sweating, so uh, I need to keep the short sleeve on instead of the long sleeve. Gonna have to keep these. Are they are they patterned or are they like one solid color? I think because uh, I feel like the king. That's up for debate, but the king of the short sleeve button down shirt is a one Dwight Schrute from the Scranton branch of Dunder Mifflin in the office. He loved himself mm-hmm. some just like solid mustard-colored short-sleeve button-down shirts. I personally would probably cancel the solid mustard color one if, but that, if that was We're just going broad choice, here. We're but, just going broad. But we are going to keep these because I do like a good short-sleeve button-down in the summertime. Fair enough. We're keeping short-sleeve button-down shirts. Ryan Scarfo. What do we got here? Would you cancel... Daylight savings time. Um, Daylight savings time. I mean, I don't see a reason to cancel it. I don't really care that much. You don't care? No, I like it because in the summertime, the sun doesn't set till like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so it's just awesome having those long days. Okay. Uh, otherwise, when it gets dark at 4, I don't really like that. So I, I'm kind of on the fence about that now, one. This is, this is one you really got to think about here. Because yeah. and this is let's let's try and extrapolate this to everybody because everyone loves it when we change the clocks and you get that extra hour. That of sleep. extra hour. Of sleep, everyone yeah. feels so juiced after that. But it's only one day. Oh, and then it's going to come back around on you, and mm-hmm. the night where you lose an hour of sleep yeah. is devastating. It's it crushing. Is. It is. That's huge. Um, so this is a tough one. We here. could probably cancel that. You're going to cancel daylight savings yeah. time. Yeah. I don't. I mean, there's really no point for it, but. That's where I it. fall. There's no point for it. Some actually, some states don't even do it. That Indiana doesn't do it. Arizona doesn't do it. They Arizona, said, yeah. get rid of it. Yeah. And now you have canceled it full time. Yeah. Arizona and Indiana were leading the way. Ryan Scarfo brings the hammer down. Yep. Daylight savings time. See you later. Canceled. Another one? But yeah, let's do another one here. Kay. We're rolling. Nude beaches. Nude uh, beaches. Well, never, <laughs> never, well. <laughs> uh, never been to one, so I... Don't know if I can really comment on it, but um, <laughs> I, f- I feel like people really enjoy these. People some, really enjoy them. Some people, yeah. Like as I said, I've never been to one, but we'll keep them. You're gonna keep nude yeah, beaches yeah, some people, for the people that love nude for beaches. For the people that love them, yeah. I mean, it's if it's their thing, you know, and they're happy. When we want them to be happy, so we can't cancel that. All right, we're gonna keep the nude beaches people happy. <laughs> You're safe for now. All right, let's do two more here. Okay, yeah, two more. The yeah. penultimate. Cancellation. What Nickelback. Is this? Oh, you got isn't, Nickelback. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> well, seeing as I was a fan oh. growing up, and they they were a pretty good band, pretty pretty big part of my childhood. We're definitely gonna have to keep them. Oh. Definitely gonna have to keep them. Nickelback has been saved by Ryan Scarfo. I'm a nice guy. I'm not sure how many things. other people could have pulled that out of the helmet. Yeah. And so quickly that is put Nickelback into the 
saved column. It's ironic. So this is the last one here. Okay. You've you have saved five things and you have canceled two. Mm -hmm. This is the last one we have. Ryan, would you cancel Jim Grunters? Now you guys do a lot uh, of workouts back in the yes. locker room. Yes. And you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between the guys that are breathing heavy and working yeah. hard and the guys who just primal grunt. Nothing, nothing wrong with a little extra mm, if you need it. The, we're not talking while, about but you know what there's a difference. There is Jim Grunters and I I don't really like it. It's kind of annoying. It's very annoying. Um, it's upsetting. So yeah, see you later. Jim Grunters yeah. have been canceled. They're gone. Do we have any Jim Grunters in the locker room? No, not really. Any guilty parties? I don't, I don't think so. Everyone's a seasoned vet. They know what yeah, they're doing back there. Yeah, everyone's kind of kind of a seasoned vet in the gym, so at this point. And you don't you just don't want to be that guy. You don't. I think it's kind of a unwritten rule, you know, you don't want to be that guy in there. But some people still do it. Yeah. Some well, people not do anymore it. because Jim Grunters canceled. have been canceled. Ryan, <laughs> that is how we play the game. All right. That is canceled. So you decided to cancel daylight savings time. People hanging their legs out of the passenger seat window. Dangerous. And Jim Grunters, you decided to keep around nude beaches, snow, the seventh inning stretch, short sleeve, button-up shirts, and nickelback. Yep. Those are all safe. Yep. They're good to go. How'd you feel about that one? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, pretty good. Um, Power didn't go to your head at all? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So it's a lot of power coursing through your veins when you have the ability to just cancel anything and yeah. snap of your fingers. Some things aren't necessary, and some things just I have no reason to get rid of them. So and he took care of it right there. Yeah. Well, I there's did. no reason to get rid of the next segment on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. We've had this around for seasons now, and now it is your turn for me to pop the question. Okay. okay. What we do here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast is we have our previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to know who they have. They're just supposed to float a question out there. It can be about anything in the world. And now it's time for you to answer the All question. Right. Ryan, are you what prepared you for, for this? Me? I now, think so. We'll I know see. that you know who was the previous episode's guest. You know who left you the question. Mm -hmm. Do you know the question, what it is? I do not know the question. Good. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you the question that they presented, and then I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on it of my own afterwards. But okay. we're going to go with their okay. question first. All right. Ryan, who is your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush? Your celebrity crush. Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a bit of a spicy pick. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Now, normally I'm going to say Carrie Underwood, all for it, two thumbs up. She's great, phenomenal artist, beautiful woman, good call. Mm -hmm. Ryan, if you're going to make it to the NHL, mm -hmm. that puts you in some hot water with Mike Fisher? I mean, it could, but if it if it was him, I'd take it as a compliment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very happy in my relationships. So right? I'm, yeah, you you've got. And yeah. there's no chance I'm actually going to get Carrie Underwood. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a little crush, is yeah. there? Yeah. Well, that, that that's the thing too. We have to we have to put put the note in there that you are uh, very happy in your relationship. <laughs> you, you would you would trade your partner for nothing in the world, right? Nothing. Nothing in the entire world. But no. just the question is, celebrity crush, and you're taking Carrie Underwood. I mean, I oh, that's such a tough question because I could give you more than one. Really? Yeah. Keep going then. Uh, Are we going to have to do power rankings? I mean, that's... Well, right, right now we have Carrie Underwood. That could get a little out of hand if we did it rankings. It could. Well, we, we don't need to do arbitrary rankings. But right now we have Carrie Underwood at number one. Who, who are your other favorites? My other favorite? See if, we'll see if anyone can at least supersede Carrie Underwood. Blake Lively. Yeah, she's definitely up there in my book. 
Blake Lively. She was yeah. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, yes, she was. And she's in some good movies, too. Were you a Gossip Girl fan back um, in the day? I watched a little bit. I actually have never watched it all the way through, but um, when I did watch some of them, I, I, really, I really liked her in it. If yeah. you if you want to talk Gossip Girl, if you ever think about getting back into it, mm-hmm. talk to Madison Nickel, Penguins Big video fan. coach, Matt, the Mad Diggity Dog, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge Gossip Girl fan. All right. Maybe the biggest Gossip Girl fan. Noted. Arguably Noted. number one in the entire world. Noted. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they did power rankings of Gossip Girl fandom mm-hmm. and Madison Nickel was on the front lines. Probably, Number yeah. one. He might be curator of like a message board, like a fan club. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it. Yeah. I'd believe it. Yeah. I mean, it was, from what I saw, just the, the few that I saw was great show, but just haven't really had time to sit down and watch it all the way through. I've been watching some other shows recently, so maybe uh, maybe I'll get into that one now. Now that I'm done, my what have you been on top of right now? I uh, I crushed Breaking Bad this fall. What'd you think? Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. There's uh, a movie coming out. They allegedly, supposedly, ru- rumored that they're going to give Aaron Paul his own movie. Said said they were going to. I saw on Instagram said they were going to release a movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just finished Billions. Uh, oh, okay. On Showtime. Yes. Pretty good show. And uh, me and Erks were watching the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, only four okay. Episodes. Right. Those are interesting. Very, uh, very interesting. Yes. And, uh, yeah, now I'm kind of – I don't have a show right now. I'm kind of in a lull, so oh, if you're in a lull, looking to get into something. And you, and you we'll liked see. Breaking Bad. Did you do Better Call Saul? No, haven't seen that one yet. Absolutely, actually. without a doubt in my mind, you're going to want to do Better Call Saul. Okay. It's it's the spinoff Saul Goodman. Yep. Um, it's it's more of a prequel, so it takes place prior to the events of Breaking Bad. Right. But Vince Gilligan's still in charge of it, and that man is Picasso. Mm-hmm. He knows how to construct a story, direct a scene, how to shoot it, how to frame it, how to do everything. I Ryan, I couldn't stop watching Breaking Bad. Breaking Breaking Bad when it was on TV was the best show on television. Mm-hmm. It was in mm-hmm. in its time. For my money, Better Call Saul is now the best show on television. You think so? Yep. It just picked up right where Breaking Bad left off. Not in storyline, but like just quality of television. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Okay. I would highly recommend Better Call Saul because you like Breaking Bad so much. Okay. It's, I'll have to check that out. It's different, especially at, at the start. Mm-hmm. But similar to Breaking Bad, it's a lot of character building and setting the scene in like the first season. Mm-hmm. Establishing what this world is all about and who are the players in the game. And then slowly but surely, action starts picking up. Not to the same kind of degree of action as Breaking Bad. It's definitely... A different kind of action. You'll just have to see it and yeah, understand. I might have to check that out. Appreciate the recommendation. You got it, buddy. All we're right. we're going to touch on a few more recommendations after this. But first, I have to put my little twist on the question okay. that was left for you. Okay. Okay. I asked you who was your celebrity crush now. Mm-hmm. But when you were growing up in your formative years, mm-hmm. who was your childhood celebrity crush? Oh, geez. Um, Can I ask you to go back in the memory bank a little bit here? Yeah. Um... I you know I I probably actually I know I definitely had one but I'm just trying to think who I was a big fan of growing up. You know that you had one though, and it's just trying to remember who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh jeez, tough question on the spot here. I know. Celebrity just crush. Just a little twist. Celebrity little twist crush on the growing up. I don't know. Maybe Pamela Anderson. Pam Anderson. Yeah. Why Pam Anderson? Are you uh, watching a lot of Baywatch well, or something? Say, Baywatch tapes? <laughs> I was going to say, I just feel like I maybe I saw her like on a magazine cover or maybe I saw her like on a Baywatch like commercial or something. You're I don't just know. Like, I like this. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I've always been into blondes, so 
Um, maybe that's why she resonated with me. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, All right. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with childhood crush Pamela Anderson yeah. for Ryan Scarfo. Fair enough. And yeah, fair current enough. celebrity crush, we have Carrie Underwood with uh, Blake Lively in yeah. the mix. Yeah. But Carrie Underwood's numero uno. I might have to put Blake Lively you're gonna, first, actually. You're going to put Blake Lively first? Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think I think she's got to be the number one. Okay, Blake Lively's number one then. Yeah. I like her person. Like, you know, obviously very good looking. But I like her personality, too. She's kind of got a fiery personality. Mm-hmm. I like that about her. I like the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The aggressiveness. The blue-collar game yeah. of Ryan Scarfo <laughs> matches with the fiery Yeah, it resonates well. Blake Lively. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that was the question, and then I put a little bit of a, a twist on it as well. I'm going to have to ask you for a question for our next episode's guest. Right. Um, we are running low on time here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I don't want to keep you for too long, but mm-hmm. there's – Two more things I want to get to. One is a regular segment. The other one is a question I wanted to have for you, and it goes back to your your Twitter handle, mm-hmm. Scarf Doctor, right? <laughs> and I've heard a couple <laughs> of guys ca- call you Doc. Yeah. Where, where does Doc come from? Where uh, is the Doctor? What is the genesis of this? So, the nickname came from high school. Okay. Uh, so me and my my good friend from high school actually. Uh, and a handful of other hockey guys at Governor's um, Academy, which mm-hmm. is the prep school I went to. We uh, we had to do a a sport every season there. Uh, it was yes. just a requirement for the, for the school. And so we ended up playing, uh, it was called third soccer, and uh, basically like JVB kind of thing. Third soccer? Yeah. Oh, so like that like, was just the tier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. there's like varsity, JV, JV and third then thirds. For, gotcha. Mostly for people that – like weren't really good at sports mm-hmm. and also people that like didn't really have a sport for that season but just yeah. wanted to play something. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Um so here you have like a bunch of really, really athletic hockey guys playing third soccer with people that like ha- some people that haven't even played sports before. Yeah. So sometimes I kind of felt bad because it was just like it was you know, you're just kicking the ball all over the place, and they're just trying to keep up. Yeah, not that we were very good at soccer, but, but just athletically speaking. Yeah, yeah, uh, I understand. Yeah. So, but you know what? It was kind of fun because we had this one guy's name was Vincent Yan. Um, and I figure he's from uh, Hong Kong or something. Okay. Because there was international students and stuff. Um, but I don't really think he'd ever played sports before. Uh, and he was just, he was such a funny guy because, like, he actually was really smart. Uh-huh. Uh, so he spoke English well, but with an accent. Right. Uh, and, and he was just funny about, you know, playing soccer because he'd never played before. So he'd run up and just kind of hold the ball all the time and mm-hmm. um he would always just kind of laugh about it so he was a great guy but anyway so <laughs> long story short um the coach for some reason he used to yell like that's it doctor run doctor as we were running down the field like that was his command that to was, anyone or just yeah you? just anybody in general so he would say that and uh we would the, me and the guys kind of joke about it we'd be like that away doctor you know we'd just kind of joke and then me and my buddy started calling each other doc just Shorten it something up, yeah. funny. And uh, fast forward a couple years after that, I got on the Twitter train my junior year mm-hmm. and needed a Twitter handle, you know, brainstorming ideas. And I thought, all right, well, we call each other Doc and whatever. Yeah, it'll so be I'm a funny joke. Yeah. Scarf Doctor or Scarf Doc, but I was like, ah, it doesn't sound great. And then I put the Doctor, like T A H, Boston accent. Yeah, exactly. Scarf Doctor. And Scarf Doctor 9, I kind of thought it flowed good. And. So it's sort of self-proclaimed, which is lame, but uh, <laughs> it didn't originate 
from me. It originated no, it comes from, from that guy, the that soccer coach. coach, and my buddies having a good time with it. So that's where Scarf Doctor Nine came from. All right, makes sense. <laughs> so if you want to follow Ryan on social media, you can find him on Twitter at at Scarf Doctor S C A R F D O C T A H Nine. So just like you said, kind of like with the Boston accent. Yep. Uh, you have an Instagram or anything like that too? I do have an Instagram, yeah. Scarf99 is my Instagram. So no doctor on that one. No, no. Scarf99. Nice and simple with that one, yeah. Keep it nice and simple. Yep. So that'll wrap things up for us here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. But before I let you completely off the hook, Ryan, we got to do one more thing here on the show. Okay. This is how we close out every episode. This is something we call Penn's Picks. All right. Penn's Picks. Ryan, now's the time where I'm just going to ask for a recommendation from you, something that you can give our fans, something you can give our listeners, something that you've been really into lately. It can be something we talked about previously on the podcast, something we haven't talked about, just some sort of a recommendation that you'd love to share with the world. Recommendation to share with the world. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, like TV show? Anything. anything. It could be anything. This is limitless. <laughs> limitless. Oh, geez. Um. I don't know. It's a tough question. Here's what I'll do. I'll jump I, ahead of you while you keep thinking. Well, I got to, I, okay, I go have to say uh, every Monday night you got to tune into The Bachelor. You're a Bachelor guy. 8 to 10. <laughs> it's really heating oh, up. No. I think we're down to four or five girls right now. Actually, four. We're going into hometowns next week. Yes. So it's really heating up. Okay. And The Bachelor is confused because every girl that leaves says you got to be careful in there. Make sure you get the girl that's here for the right reasons. So his mind is in a blender right now, and I think he's really confused going into the hometown. So I uh-huh. uh, wish him the best of luck, but I always have a good time with it watching. I just think it's kind of funny, and, uh, yeah, it's heating up. So tune in, 8 to 10, Monday nights. Ryan, I have to tell you, while that is fascinating, <laughs> unfortunately, on a previous episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, Jared Scaldi canceled The Bachelor. Did he? He canceled it. So it's, it's so it no doesn't exist there. anymore. So so I have to come up with you have to an, come up another, with something else. <laughs> another piece of advice. It's huh? been canceled. Scald's canceled the Bachelor. He canceled the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. He doesn't appreciate those shows. They're huh? canceled. I'm sorry, buddy. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a chance to think. I'm gonna jump in front of you. All right. Here's my pen's pick, and this is less of a, a recommendation and more of just an admiration, mm-hmm. a, a shout out. I want to give to hotels that give you the channel listing. How many times Great do you go point. to a hotel and you turn on the TV and you have no idea what the channels mm-hmm. are? Mm-hmm. The hotels that just leave you the little list. Yes. It's not even the size of a sheet of paper, but they have the list with the channels on it. I have mad respect for the hotels that give you the channel listing. So my pet's pick point. Great is, point. is hotels that give you the list of channels. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. It's always frustrating, especially when the TV does not have the guide on it. No, oh, exactly. And then it, you're just yeah. guessing. And when we're traveling on the road, I don't actually get the chance to actually sit down and watch a lot of TV. I got other stuff going on. Right. But then when you find that little window, it's like, yeah, I want to watch this game or something like that, or I know this show is on. Mm-hmm. And then you can't find the channel, I just give up. Yeah. But when they give you the little list, it's the little things, Ryan. Yeah. It really is the little things. It is the little things. That make hospitality count. That is very true. You make a good point. Do you have another pens pick for us? Um, I guess I'll go just what I'm thinking of right now, but I'll go I'll go local here. Okay. At uh, at the Canteen 900. Yes. The smoothies there, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, head over to Canteen, grab yourself a smoothie. They got all different kinds. The, can- the Canteen is definitely a local favorite. Um, We're gonna shout out the smoothies. 
and it's nice because I just like the atmosphere in there. It's kind of a nice, uh, relaxing spot. Uh, some of the guys we go over sometimes grab smoothies after practice, uh, but just got good vibes in there. And, uh, yeah, the smoothies are phenomenal, so. Good vibes um, and good smoothies at Canteen 900. You can't beat it, right? Yep, can't, can't beat it. Beat it so. so that is Ryan Scarfo's Penn's Pick, and All that right. wraps up your duty here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Buddy, thanks so much for taking the time to come on and talk Absolutely. to me. I've held you here for quite some time, <laughs> but really, these are some good chats. I really do appreciate it. That's all right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So that's Ryan Scarfo, our latest and greatest guest on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. I'm Nick Hart signing out here, but we're going to be back in two weeks with another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Until then, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. You guys smell what's cooking in the kitchen? Yep, that's Broadway walking on to the next podcast. Next show's my show, Broadway Haze, coming live.